Hey folks, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you've been listening to the Whitfield Report for a while and you're starting to think to yourself, hey, you know what? I could do this podcast thing, but where the hell do I start? Well, folks, I've had a lot of friends ask me that in the last few weeks, and I'm here to tell you all that Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You're damn right that's what I'm doing. And what I like about Anchor is that whether you're a novice or an expert, it's incredibly easy to use. They have uh, great tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast if you're a novice just starting out. Or if you're like me and you're an old pro at this, you can bring your own tools and record your audio and then upload the files yourselves. Whichever way you podcast, it's extremely easy to use Anchor, and I highly recommend them. So get started today by going to anchor.fm forward slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Now go out there and make some podcasts. back. This is part two of the Whitfield Report, and I'm your host, Sam Whitfield, with uh, guest Casey Dennison, and uh, let's light this candle, as Dennis Miller used to say. Um, so, uh, we were talking about how in much disarray the Democrats are, uh, Casey. Now, you know, like, like you touched up, well, Okay, so why why do you think that that is partially? I'll I'll just kind of give you the floor. Well, I mean, it, it's a it's a couple of things. It, you could have seen it. But I, there was this there was this misconception. I'll, I'll take us back, let's say a year ago, that there was this misconception that uh, the, the after the stellar, um, the stellar <laughs> uh, doings of Barack Obama during his tenure as president. Uh, that a Democrat would be the shoe in. Um, however, a uh, couple things happened. You had a terrible candidate. You, you you had terrible candidates throughout the entire election. I mean, you, you look over you. you Some people that need to go back and look over that maybe they had one guy that could that I could have voted for, which was Jim Webb. Honestly, yep, yep. Jim Jim Webb was probably the most people across the aisle liked him. He, he he would have been suitable, and they could have they could have done it, but they instead went with Hillary Clinton. And and before before that, she was the official candidacy. She had Senator Bernie Sanders, a 
self-proclaimed socialist who was a good four years older than her, um, really had no national acclaim other than, you know, Vermont and, and the like. But and, and his record was even worse than hers, he, except for, you know, voting against the Iraq war, obviously. But uh, the reason I think that they got into disarray was because the progressives of the party, the far left, um, basically had more, uh, were much more organized than those in the center or those business Democrats. Another uh, another thing is they bled support um, in in certain key groups. Excuse me, but they they um, they bled support in the African American community. They bled support in the Hispanic community. Uh, the Asian community wasn't ever it has always been in flux, but now swung to the right. Um, and now and even even the LGBT crowd, you're gonna you're, you've seen more of them. Um, I wish there were more, but that's beside the point. They they bled support also from Democrats. Uh, they they bled support from the business Democrats, which is an issue because they actually they actually need those those people because largely a good chunk of them are donors. So they they lost a good chunk of their donor class. Um, but as to why they are in complete chaos, I think this is just a a single factor. I think the major factor is people felt disenfranchised after the Obama administration failed to hold most of its promises. And guys like Perez, who's been recently elected as the head of the DNC, were part of that administration, were part of that men mentality, the, the false change that was promised and never came. But guys like Bernie Sanders and Keith Ellison are seen as more genuine um, so that their own faults look are overlooked um, so really what the the civil war that's been happening in the Democrats really is between the old guard and the progressives so it's pretty much similar to what the the Republicans had to go through with the never Trump brigade and the, the Trump the Trump movement however the tr the never Trumpers were resoundingly defeated. They were routed completely. The progressives weren't, mostly because it was over the course of the of their uh, primaries. It was leaked by WikiLeaks that essentially Clinton cheated her way to the position that she was given, and she continued to cheat through the through the um, through the the presidential campaign. And, and it was it just she never addressed any of these issues. She she never did, and it's it's largely the fact that they see that Perez will be an extension of the Clintons and Obama. The worst aspect is that they are not transparent, that they are not as open as they should be, and that's kind of that's kind of why you're seeing the fracturing. It's just the old guard is still the old guard. And they are still in power, and the, the the upstarts are just very more. They're much more vocal, and they have much more backing. 
in all fairness, though, and this is something that, you know, I, I really hate to say, but, uh, you know, the election was pretty close. I mean, Hillary almost almost won. Had it not been for a couple of those states going to, you know, Trump, we would be we would be in a completely, you know, we would be talking about how bad of a president Hillary Clinton, uh, you know, would be. So, you know, people do forget sometimes that it was a pretty clo- close election. Um, yeah. Now, with that, you know, like, quite uh, quite honestly, like, like I'll just admit this up, up front, like, when when Trump won on election night, I was shocked. Oh, so was I. I, I thought we were getting hammered. Yeah, I mean, I was so shocked. Like, I, I, I literally, I literally cried like tears of joy when, when he, when he won. Like, like there, there should have been no way that he won that election because, like, because of the states he did though. That's what was amazing about it. He didn't he flip Michigan. Yeah, he yeah he flipped mi yeah yeah it was the ones that he flipped he flipped Michigan he flipped Ohio, um, you know and and a couple of Wisconsin yeah Wisconsin um you know and that that just that just you know makes me wonder like because I, because you know like I. Like I, I always kind of knew like that Hillary was going to win, but I always thought that she was going to to win by rigging the thing, and so that makes me wonder, you know, was the election you know rigged in her, her favor? I mean, it kind of seems like it, it was a bit because, uh, like I guess the newspapers well, like, well, they brought out the big guns. That's the issue. I think, I think, like you were saying, yeah, they they already had they already had to. Barry had that god awful uh, "Hello, Madam President" thing on, on that. I, which one? Which but which paper was doing that? I think that was. I I, th- I think that was Time Magazine. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, it was. It was just such a comical thing to see that though. At the end of the day, just because it was, they were denied it, and it, it's just funny to, to watch to watch their their faces. That that meltdown. Those meltdowns, by the way, were fantastic. Oh, uh, oh, 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 oh! I, I, I was replaying those throughout the day on on YouTube. So, um, yeah. yeah, but uh, I think, yeah, I think, uh, I think, I don't know. I mean, it's it's such a weird feeling, though. Like, yeah, it it it, it was. She, Trump should not have won. Brexit should not have happened. So, I mean. I don't know what to think about this other than saying that there was a massive backlash for the past 20 years of crap that's been going on. It, it just built, it just spilt over. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, it was a little bit of luck too, you know, in terms of Trump hit the right places, you know, at, at the right, at the right time. Well, and the, the the thing that amazed me about uh, you know Michigan turning red was uh, the the day of the election. Okay, the 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 day prior to that, uh, I had I was on Facebook at like at like eleven forty five. Like it was almost midnight, and uh, I saw on Facebook you know 
Donald Trump is going live. And they had that, like, surprise raw in Michigan. And uh, it, it was, it was like, at 1 o'clock in the morning, you know, when he gave, like, his, his final, like, you know, campaign speech before the, the election day. And, uh, you know, he, he did a great job with motiva- motivating the crowds. And, uh, you know, like, I, I watched the entire thing, like, thinking, wow, this was a great campaign. And it's just so damn unfortunate that he's going to, lo- to lose tomorrow. Um, you know, like, like, that was what I thought. And, you know, and then, like, you know, 24 hours after that, when he, when he won, like, I was just, you know, like, I was flabbergasted, you know, in a good way, but... Yeah, I, I was blown away with that, too, because all the polls, all the polls were predicting with absolute certainty, in, in some cases, that he, he wasn't going to win, and he did, and that was... <laughs> He didn't just beat Hillary Clinton. He beat everyone. He took on the world and won. He took it on and he and he won. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and I mean, when you when you think about you know who he had to fight to win, I mean, he had to not he had to not only fight Hillary Clinton, but he had to fight he had to fight both the left media and the establishment right media, who should have been supporting him, but they didn't because. You know they went over Trump, and you know we talked all all of that already. He yeah. had he had to fight against you know the globalists and all of the foreign press. Uh, you know, so you're right when when he, when he took on the world, he literally did take on the world, and it, it it was it was amazing to watch, honestly. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, but I think we're we were talking about. Or, or we were originally. How is this affecting the DNC? And it's because they didn't expect to lose that badly. I mean, it, again, it wasn't just Trump. Look at all. Look at all the seats that they. Look at all how much ground they lost. And I don't think they they've gotten through their heads yet how bad their constituency have, have understood how badly they've lost. They the establishment have not. Right. Well. Well, I mean. And, you know, here's the other thing, too, is uh, I I do have some li- liberal friends, not like hardcore lefty friends, but liberal friends who do remind me on a daily basis that not every liberal is a crazy SJW, yet the SJWs are the ones with the loudest, you know, voice in the Democrat Party. So because of that, like, the 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 establishment, the the base, they think that the SJW, you know, is their constituency. So they're trying to pander as far left, you know, to them as possible. You know, when in reality, like, like the vast majority of the Democrats are, you know, are just like the rest of us. Like, hey, I, I, you know, I just want a good job. Hey, I just want to be able to, you know, go to a good school, you know, or something or something like that. They're not, you know, they have the same problems as the rest of us, and they're not into this whole SJW mentality, and Trump understood that, so that's why he took so many many Democrats, so. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, 
it's ridiculous. It's 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 such a it's a weird position to, that they now find themselves in. Again, just because they've been they've just been routed. If I was to give you a, a military action here, they've basically been in, 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 in entrenched now, and everyone's are surrounding them. If they move, they're going to get their head blown off. And I think Perez becoming the head of the DNC is they were screwed no matter who they took they took because if they took Keith Ellison the old guard would have been gone and a good chunk of the Jewish uh, vote would be gone too because Keith Ellison has not has said some less than great things about Israel and his religion because he's he's a Muslim wouldn't play well into into it, it, it to the, the populace at large because I'm sorry I don't mean to speak ill of Americans, but you know Islam has a, a bad reputation in the West right now. It doesn't matter if that individual Muslim's fine. It's the fact that he's a Muslim, and I'm sorry, but that is a that is would be a net negative for them. No, oh, oh no, no, you don't you don't have to apologize for that. You know, like like I talk about I talk about how bad Islam is as a whole. You know, all all the time. And that 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 is one thing. Thank God, where where America is still, as a whole, a little bit smarter than Europe, uh, you know, in some, in some respects, is you know, like, like uh, I really like, like the the UK. Even though Brexit and whatnot, like I, I still worry about them only because uh, London did elect you know that Muslim mayor. City Khan, yeah, and he's. They messed up. They they messed up big time with him because a lot uh, he is, he is a Islamist in in a lot of his thinking. I, he betrays himself as a as a feminist, so we can excuse away his Islamism. That's what I love about it. That those two ideologies have. Oh my I, god! I, I mean, are are you are you shitting me? That that's like the biggest oxymoron if I've ever heard one. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's ridiculous because I, everything everything that could have gone wrong for for it has happened to to the left this year, and you know it's I don't think it's going to stop either. I think this is just the beginning. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna keep seeing it, and I, it's a it's a weird it's a weird place because. I, I just—it's so weird. It's—it's it's weird. It, it's all. It, none of this should have happened. None of it should have happened, but it did. And now they have no idea what to do with it. And and Keith Ellison is—if you ever see a picture of him during these press conferences—is so salty. He's so salty. And uh, I think I think the the DNC is fundamentally done as an organization. Um, and this isn't this isn't just. Republicans saying, uh, Republicans saying it. You have Democrats saying it too. I mean, th- this is worse. This is way worse than than what the what the Republicans went through after after McCain lost or after Romney lost. This is th- this is bad. This is this is probably as bad as when. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, no, and 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 kind of adding on to that, my question to you would be, uh, since you seem to know about the uh, about about this, is 
do you think the Democrats then will even last to twenty twenty in the in the next election? Oh, geez, man. I think within the next, I'll be generous to them. I'll give them the next decade. I'll be generous with them, but I, I think at the pace they're going, no. Uh, but within the next decade, they will be fundamentally gone. You'll you'll have you will have a third party come out of them. It will be either a progressive party, or if the if the Republicans want to keep pushing the part, you'll have a libertarian party. It's going to be libertarian or a progressive party. The Greens, the Green Party, will see a swell of support. Is all I'm going to say from the young from the young generation, and the the Democrats will not win another election. So that. So then that brings me to my second question. So we're already saying that they're you're already saying that they're done within the next 10 years. And yeah, I I can get behind that because I kind of see them heading the same way too. My question then is who do they run in 2020 against Trump? Uh if they're smart, if they're smart they run um Jesus, if they're smart they'll run someone that is is liked by both sides and and at the same time can i personally i'd just say run um what's his face he he ran this time but he he was well liked by both sides i mentioned him earlier jim, it was oh, um, jim webb jim webb yeah if they were smart they would rally behind jim webb which they should have done jim webb should have thrown his hand in for the dnc the head of the dnc and this this party would have lasted at least another 10 years but Jim Webb, I Jim Webb is gonna leave. Jim Webb is gonna leave, and those people that are like him, that have some of those, you know, closeted leanings towards more of the center, are gonna leave. And yeah. I don't know, I don't know who they're gonna run because who is gonna be left? I well, mean, you could, they could run, they could run Keith Ellison, or they could run uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren, but that's not gonna happen. Yeah, well, yeah, well, my, well, my uber liberal cousin and uh, he. He he lives in Los Angeles and he works in the film industry. That that's why he's so liberal. Yeah. I, I think uh, he and all his his friends are waxing poetic about about Liz Warren. They think that that's who. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it would be such a mistake because she is not well liked in her own state. She's going to be out of office probably come the midterms. If you look at her approval rating, so unless something changes within the next. You know, two and a half. Uh, you know, two years. Um, I don't. I don't expect great things from her. She'll be ousted, like with with Sanders if he runs again, or literally any of the cuckoos right now. They're they're gonna be ousted. The party has to dump these people. You have to dump the people that are a liability. Franken, Franken from my home state, Al Franken, is probably gonna get get the boot. Uh, Ellison might be able to stay in there just because our, you know, people seem to like him for whatever reason. But I, I don't know if if they ran if they ran Liz, Elizabeth Warren against Donald Trump, it will be a massacre to the left. It will it will be much more of a landslide in Trump's favor. It will be the popular vote for him too. He will get it. Well, That's how well, bad it is. Well, 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 then, well, then, shoot! I endorse Elizabeth Warren for <laughs> for 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 the for the for the Democrat nom, nom, nomination. Then, no, I mean, 
the the other thing too is with with, with Elizabeth Warren, uh, you know all the all these, you know her her big thing is supposedly she's you know part Native American, just like uh, just like oh, of course. yeah, just like they're trying to say that Sean White is, you know, half black. Oh, Sean, or... Sean, Sean King, yeah, Sean Kang. Uh, Sean, uh, Sean, Sean, we was Kangs. <laughs> oh yeah, did I? I just called him. I just called him Sean. Wait, no, yeah, I just called him. Yeah, my bad. I meant Sean King. I called him Sean. I called Sean, him. Yeah, I called Sean him, White. <laughs> yeah, well, I, it's, it's easy to do that because he's you know pastier than I am. Um, but no, it, yeah, she that that hurt her with with natives, and um. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I, here's when I really started, you know, wondering about the Democrat Party. Like I said earlier, like, like you know, the Democrat Party has gone so, has gone like way too far off the rails. When Bill Maher says that they're done for okay like like if if bill maher says that the democrat party is fucked which is you know kind of in the di- direction that he's been going then you know they're screwed so and, 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 and it all ties back to their anti-free speech their ni- their niche party you know and all that crap yeah and they're, they're well just... i mean the republicans have pretty much the, the republicans have, have spread themselves out so much more than I think anyone could have thought possible over the past God, let's be honest, it's been like four years. Ever since Obama's second term, it's just been one thing after another that's just been playing into the other side. And it it's weird. Yeah, well 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 and and thank and thank God the Republicans finally got got the message though. I mean because I mean we're we're talking about this now, you know, like like the Republicans are going to you know keep kicking ass, which hopefully they do. But back in two thousand eight, I mean, when Obama got elected, they they were they were in a real you know cluster screw then. So um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a weird place that we that Americans find themselves in, uh, just for the fact that. We have one party that's becoming the populist the populist platform, um, in some regards. Uh, unless you, uh, I could, we could go into what we, what I would think Trump should do if he really wants to secure his populist regime and keep going. Um, but but I think I think I, I they, we're in a weird position because it's just a singular party, and it's not it's not totalitarian that we're getting it. It's just the natural thing of. This other party's being dicks, and we we don't like them, so we're just gonna go with this party. Then you also have the third parties getting more more uh, traction. The libertarians are getting more traction, which they could have broken, you know, double digits if they had a good candidate. Yeah, but you know, yeah, yeah, that that that, and that's that's what everyone was saying is, you know, like if. If the Libertarian Party had actually chosen like someone good, like they could have actually had a real shot at like you know replacing the Republican Party. Instead, they had to pick, uh, you know, 
Gary Johnson, who was just out like... He's just a Democrat. That's all he is. Well, I'm not even sure if... I mean, yeah, I'm sure Gary Johnson is a Democrat, but, like, honestly, I think that guy needs... I think that guy, and I mean this in the nicest way possible, I think he needs mental help. Seriously, like... He just needs to lay off the weed. Just, like, take take a day off the weed, Gary. But yeah. No, it's, it's it, again, it, it's it's one of those weird things that we have. And I, I, I'm not too uh, too hopeful about about the Democratic Party. All right. Yeah, well, uh, okay. Any other topics you want to uh, cover? Well, I mean, not really. I mean, I could t- we could probably talk about the Trump weed thing, but I... It's it's a non-issue because it's just he's just enforcing the law. I think, per- personally, if just for a tangent on his, um, his his deal with the weed thing, yeah, uh, I I think his I think Trump's personal stance is just leave it up to the state, and I and I respect that one. I respect that line. Uh, but what what are your what do you think about that? Well, I mean, I'm okay. So I'm from. I'm from Colorado originally before I moved to Florida, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and by the way, I, I, I moved to Florida before weed got legalized in, in Colorado. So I, so I was never actually there before, uh, I was never actually there when Colorado, you know, had marijuana actually legalized, if that makes sense. So, you know, honestly... The way Colorado went about legalizing marijuana uh, turned out to be a huge uh, clusterfuck because uh, people were getting stoned while driving and, uh, you know, kids were getting into, like, basically, basically they, they legalized marijuana without, like, figuring out how to regulate it in Colorado. Um which was their mistake initially. And, like, I guess since then they've kind of, you know, it's gotten better. They've got, they've gotten it more under control. But because Colorado was, like, the first state to do it, they had no idea, like, really what what the hell they were doing when uh, when they did it, if that makes sense. So, you know, long story short, as far as the rest of the country goes... They've already legalized, you know, medical use here in Florida, and we all know that that's that that it's going to become recreational here anytime soon. Uh, I would say probably, you know, conservatively, I would say within the next five or six years, I I would say that le- that we will probably be legalized in the vast majority of the country, with the exception of some, you know, like more like religious like. And I hate to use this term, but flyover states. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to see the vast majority of weed legalized in states. I don't think it's going to be to, to be a federal thing. But I think it's going to be, uh, you know, state by state, which is how I, I agree with you. My my thing though is, and this is this is where I say the Democrats could gain huge ground uh, of. From the cent from the centrists, um, they really could push this. They really could, but it's 
And you even have some Republicans. You have the Rand Pauls and the Ron Pauls and the Libertarians that really are just like, you know what? Let's 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 put this to bed and just be done with it. And but they could there there could be a mutual understanding between the parties. To to you mean to federally legalize it? I think there I think there could be a case to it, and the, I think there there could be. The, but the, I the, but the, I do think yeah, go ahead. There, there could. I, I definitely agree with you. There could be a case for it, but like I said, I don't think it's going to happen because I. Still, yeah, I, I, I'm being utopianistic. Yeah. Uh, no. No. Yeah. Like in theory, I completely agree with you. Like that's what should happen. Uh, but like I said, I think there will be like enough. You know, like states still kind of resist it. But like I, I think what will happen, like I said, within that next five years, like each state will kind of legalize on their own. You know, and eventually, kind of like with alcohol, you know, it'll just, you know, become legalized state by state, you know, until like eventually the whole entire uh, country uh, legalizes that. So, and I mean, I think this this shouldn't, but I personally don't think this should become, and it it should have never been a partisan issue. It should have been, there should have been. Republic and there are Republicans for and there are Republicans against it, but there's no Democrats in the past have really done nothing for this issue. So I, I don't know. It, it's 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 just making me annoyed. That I, I wish I wish Democrats really would go. This is one thing I would support a Democratic governor on or or anyone to uh, to, to just say yeah we're we're gonna push this legislation here. Yeah, so then, like, what do you do with all those people who are in jail for marijuana crimes, though? Like, like say that, um, because, like, that is one thing that I agree with with it on. It, it's ridiculous that people are getting, like, five-year or even ten-year sentences. I, I would restructure it just because they're not dealing crack. They're dealing marijuana. I would say that I would I would force them to get a license to grow it. I would, I would, again, I would right. regulate it like you would regulate anything else that people grow. If people want, if people want to sell their produce, say, say you own a little plot of land, they do need a permit. They do need to have, follow certain regulations. It would be the same thing with marijuana, and that's and it's right. It's yeah, fine. Look, I, I, this is it. Shouldn't have become this issue. It should have been. It should have been over and done with during the Obama administration. But he never did anything about it. No one did anything about it because people were just assuming that it was going to happen with with his administration. And I'm saying this: if Trump somehow ever gets this, man, go out, go out there and do it. Go out there and and, and state your state your position on this and state the reason why why you are why you are following the law as it's written. Because that's all he is doing at this point. He's not. It's not Barack Obama. It's not. He's. It's not. It's not. Barack Obama didn't really reform anything. He just didn't follow the laws that were on the book. Do, That's all. What happened? So, do you think at this point Trump is just like trying to appease the evangelical base that like that uh, Pence brought in with him? I think. I think on some things a little bit. I mean, we could talk about what's he really doing with the transgender bathroom deal, but. It, that's been talked about ad nauseum since the Obama administration. And let's yeah. be honest, Obama's 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 
transgender law was flawed. It was deeply flawed. It was it was it, it allowed certain things to happen. Like I personally don't care if somebody goes into the bathroom which they deem appropriate, so long as they are actually trans. I think we talked about this last night. Um, if they if if they have a if it's if they've taken the legal and medical means to actually transition, and are actually making attempt to pass, and have their ID all sorted away. I think that's fine. I think if, if they're attempting to and they're just going there to do their business, whatever. But when it comes to things like the locker room, which was a which was a uh, a part of that package last time around, there is a problem with that. There is, and you know, no one wants to see a dick in 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 a girl's locker room. You don't want you don't want to you don't want to see a, a six year old seeing that. Right. Right. You know, and people are going to say, well, you know, it's it's us Americans being closed minded and, and being infantilizing towards um, being infantilizing towards our kids. It's like it's like, no, it's we, we're trying to deem things that are appropriate at each given stage. And that's not really appropriate in that setting. Right. Or, right. Or or even like the, the whole thing I get is, oh, well, you're just accusing all you know, transgender people being child molesters. And it's like, no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that, you know, there ought to be, like, basically what what I'm saying is, if you're going to be, like, if you're, if you're going to be transgendered, like, choose a gender and then stick with it. Well, yeah, I mean, we're talking, what, you're, what you seem to be talking about, there's a term on the internet called trans-trenders. Which are basically fake trans. It's ba- those guys are the social justice warriors. Right. So the guy, so the guys with, with that try to politicize their identity. Those those guys I have a problem with because they right. just they're just doing it for no reason other than politics. And I and I and they're basically using it as a as a weapon against people with good intentions. You know, they're they're using people's you know they're using people's morals against them and it's wrong and i it's something that i've often found you know very disconcerting yeah no i no i i see i see where you're coming from you know and as far as like as far as nine non-binary people go i mean i i agree with you just i mean like i agree have your have your idea out out with you if you know now like that's the other thing is it would suck to have to have your IDs to go to the bathroom because, like, you know, if you're like me, you know, sometimes you, you've you been drinking, you know, like, one or two beers, and then you have to piss, like, you know, within five minutes, like, you know, pretty immediately. But, uh, you know, so, so that would kind of have to suck to have to pull out your ID, you know, for that extra, you know, second or whatever. But, hey, it's not that big of a deal, I guess. So. Yeah, um, there, there. Are, I mean, there are so many topics we could talk about and just go on for hours. But I kind of want to save some stuff for my own show. Like, I, we could talk about the O'Keefe, the O'Keefe tapes, the CNN leaks. But I think that's uh, that's best left for when there's actually something to talk about there. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. That that's uh, that's not you know not much has come out on that yet. So, but. Uh, Hey man, yeah. I, w- I would love to have you on. So uh, real quick uh, before we uh, before I let you go, uh, 
anything you want to plug in terms of like your YouTube channel or your or your Twitter handle or anything like that? Yeah, sure. Uh, my channel is just literally my name, Casey Dennison, K-A-S-E-Y-D-Y-N-N-E-S-O-N. And uh, I, I don't really put up that much content. It's just live streams, to be honest with you. Uh, that's kind of the medium I've chosen. Um, and as far as my Twitter, it's it's again, it's just my name, K-A-S-E-Y-D-Y-N-N-E-S-O-N at Twitter. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I always take questions, though. If there are topics you want to talk about, you can DM me. You can... Uh, you can tweet me and all that good stuff. But, um, yeah, that's all I got. It was great, it was great to be on, man. All right. I would love to have you on again. Th- thanks, Casey. No problem. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye. 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 Now that is how you fill an hour and 40 minutes in a podcast, folks. That was a great interview, and I'm so glad to have had uh, Casey Dennison on the program. We covered a lot of topics. Uh, I was initially just expecting us to cover the Milo Yiannopoulos uh, story, but no, we covered a bunch more, and... Uh, It worked out great, I think. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the interview as much as I enjoyed interviewing uh, Casey. He's a great guy, and I encourage you to check him out on social media and uh, on Twitter. And uh, his YouTube channel as well, as he mentioned. It's usually just live streams, but they're really good live streams. And plus, I'm on there, so that's always good as well. So anyway, that just about wraps it up for the show this week, Uh, and unfortunately we didn't get to cover Trump uh, banning CNN uh, from, oh wait, yeah, we did cover that a little bit in the interview, what am I saying? Um, Anyway, that was great though, wasn't it folks, when Trump uh, banned the hijacked, the leftist media from the uh, the White House conference. Loved it. Loved it. Anyway, folks, I hope you have a great week. And uh, check out AmericanWatchman.org, as always, for great articles and great podcasts uh, by yours truly. And uh, check out my personal website at thesandwitfield.com for all my social media and... All of my contact info and some personal blog posts as well. I used to list off the Twitter and whatnot, but, uh, you know, I figure a website would be easier to send send uh, that stuff to you guys. Anywho, uh, I hope you have a great week. God bless and God save this great nation. And I'll see you on the next episode of the Whitfield Report. And uh, with that... That is the news, and I am out of here, as Dennis Miller used to say.
Have a uh, great week, and I'll see you soon.